the benefit here is really when something new comes along, that retailer is connected to Channel Advisor, and then it's much easier for them to say, "Oh yeah, let me go, let me go try out, check out an Instagram, right?" Because I've already got this, already got essentially the pipes set up between me and the various channels. You're listening to the Meta Business Innovation and Technology Podcast: Conversations with Industry Leaders on New Trends and Products That Can Grow Your Business. Today, host Jordan Rogers Smith will be joined by Carlos Martinez Tuanama business engineer of commerce at Meta, and Link Walls, the VP of Digital Marketing Strategy at Channel Advisor. Together, they'll discuss commerce and how businesses can optimize on-platform checkout across Meta's family of apps. Today, we're joined by Carlos Martinez Tuanama, a business engineer working on commerce at Meta, and also Link Walls, Vice President of Digital Marketing Strategy from Channel Advisor. We're going to be digging into the topic of commerce and particularly looking at how on-platform checkout across Meta's family of apps can help accelerate your business. So without further ado, let's jump in and have our guests introduce themselves. So Carlos, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I am Carlos Martinez Tuanama. I am a business engineering lead here at Meta. I focus specifically on commerce. I've been at Meta for a bit over four years. The first two years, I was based out of London, helping large retail clients optimize their ads, especially around, for example, driving users to stores or optimizing for store sales. And then um, the last two years, I moved to New York and I've been focusing on commerce. So two years ago, approximately, uh, Meta launched a product called Shops. And Shops has this feature that allows users to check out on site. So I was focusing on that, launching that product. And then in the past few years, in the past few months, I've been focusing a lot on a product called Shops Ads, which is basically our ability to send, as you see an ad on your feed, we might send some users to either the shop or to a website. For those of you who don't know what business engineering is, I would like to just give a brief example of what we do as a team. So if you ever worked on a project and then realized that you were not actually solving the right problem after launching it and testing it with customers, it is actually very common. In software engineering teams, software engineers are very detached from the customer. They rely on product managers to create user stories and translate those into translate those requirements into features that then the software engineering team builds. And basically, they launch to customers and they iterate over it to try to identify what's the actual, how to solve the actual problem. So my team comes in to try to accelerate that. So we are a software engineering team as well, but we talk directly with customers. And by having these interactions with customers, we hear their pain points firsthand. And this gives us insights. We use these insights to basically create some proof of concepts or first mile engineering solutions very early just as as to prove that it is actually solving the problem and if they do then we work with the engineering teams to actually solve this so we are like an extension to engineering teams that help accelerate all this feedback loop and in commerce working as business engineering in commerce what we are doing is basically that we're working with brands and businesses who sell already online and they are using our products and we want to help them grow. And we want to hear what the pain points and challenges are. And we use these insights to improve our products. Awesome, Carlos. Thank you very much. And 
And Link, I couldn't help but notice that you've been at Channel Advisor, I think, for about 17 years. So tell us a little bit about what you've yeah. been doing there and why you've been interested in commerce for such a long time. Thanks, Jordan. Yeah, I think I'm going on close to 20 years in e-commerce now, which is hard to believe. Really, I mean, I've loved it for years and continue to sort of find the space fascinating. So yeah, by way of introduction, my role is VP of Digital Marketing Strategy at Channel Advisor. I, I head up our digital advertising business based in Raleigh, North Carolina. And at Channel Advisor, just to give you a sense of sort of what we do there, if you're not, if any of the listeners are not familiar with Channel Advisor, we're a multi-channel e-commerce platform, really in a lot of similarities to sort of what Carlos touched on, really with the goal of helping brands and retailers connect to the various channels of consumer demand. In the early days, I think the founders of Channel Advisor really saw this vision where the web would get more complicated, there'd be more and more intermediaries, and it'd be harder and harder for brands and retailers to connect directly with consumers. And so what we've built over the years is a platform that allows them to do exactly that. So whether that's directly selling through a channel, like we'll talk about some today, or advertising through various platforms or, or many other solutions as well. We have a single platform that allows brands and retailers to do that. It's been quite a journey over those years, Jordan. Yeah, I know myself, I worked with Channel Advisor many, many years ago, probably about a decade ago now, integrating some of your feeds into an early partner that I worked for. And so it's kind of nice that we're still all here 10 years on being able to talk about Channel Advisor commerce and what it means now and the way it's evolving. And so with that, everyone knows what checkout means and commerce means. If you've gone through the process of buying anything online, you've gone through those flows and put your credit card in and bought things online. And the checkout experience has evolved over time with companies like PayPal and then even more peer-to-peer -peer types of transactions growing. But when we're talking about on-platform checkout within Meta, like what do we actually mean and, and how does it differ? Yeah, I, I can probably just describe what checkout is on Instagram and Facebook. So it's basically an, a new feature that allows users to buy directly on, on the platform, on Facebook and on Instagram. It's very similar to Amazon in the sense that we store the user's profile, like shipping profiles and credit card information. Uh, we also have things like a order history where users can see across brands the purchase history of that they've made. And we also have additional features, for example, being able to message brands directly and ask about the status of their orders or maybe any questions they may have post-purchase. And yes, so we see that this is a new trend that is happening in the industry as we see users moving from buying directly from websites into social platforms and marketplaces. There are other players like TikTok, Snapchat, Pinterest, who are also testing the same features. Uh, what ba we basically see is that users get inspired by the content and the authenticity they see on social platforms, and they want to buy right there and now. Like they, they see something they like, they see this at the right price point, and they just want to check it out. They don't want to go through going into a website, sign up, add all these details, etc. They want it, they want it soon. So we're basically adding that feature because of the demand that we see in the market. And it is a slowly changing, it's not happening overnight, obviously, but we see where this is going. And I think we've seen some reports as well that this is way more common in places like China, for example, where I think 30% of online users are already making purchases directly on social platforms. And this is slowly and slowly moving to the Western world. 
But I think most importantly, why is this good for businesses? Maybe Ling, you can, I don't know if you want to talk about why this would benefit and what are the key advantages for businesses to enable checkout? Just to build on sort of what you talked about, I mean, I think the, the thing that's attractive here from a consumer perspective is this just reduces that friction, right? So from that, when I think sort of this notion, we've had this notion in marketing forever of a funnel, right? Of you get people and they're interested and then they sort of go through a consideration phase and then eventually purchase. And I think what's interesting here is that consumers, it's not nearly as linear as that, number one, but consumers can go through that very, very rapidly. And so just as Carlos's point, it's literally going from discovery of, wow, I didn't know that even was a thing in the world to I have to have it to let me just click and tap and go ahead and buy it, right? And taking the friction out of that process, because we know from an e-commerce perspective, we know every time there's another step, there's more friction. And when there's friction, there's drop-off, right? You send people off to a website, right? Some percentage of them don't want to fill out the details. They don't want to put their credit card in. They browser hangs up for them and they lose track of what they were. They get distracted and they forget what they're doing. So anytime we can sort of reduce that friction is good for consumers. And then from a business perspective, I guess to your question, Carlos, I mean, the point there is that to the extent that they can get directly in front of buyers and have that seamless experience, um, that's going to drive sales. And in a lot of cases, that's going to drive incremental sales, right? Because those are sales that they necessarily wouldn't necessarily have had, right? Had they gone through more, maybe a more traditional experience of clicking out to a website, browsing, putting in a cart et cetera, et cetera. And then along with that, it really allows through the various other tools within Meta, really this line of direct communication between buyers and sellers, right? And so in terms of sort of thinking about friction around customer service and things like that, it really can streamline that. So I think we're seeing this happen now because just as the web continues to evolve, we're just as humans, we're in a constant pursuit of things that are easier. We want things to be easier. We want things to be quicker. We want things to be smoother. And to me, this is just sort of one of those sort of next generation things of, all right, if I can go from here's the product, let me just tap, tap, and then boom, right? It's on its way. Then that's appealing to consumers. If I'm a small, well, not even a small merchant, but a merchant, you know, I've got my, my e-commerce store. I might have some integrations with third parties already. I might have some integrations with Meta already around some of the products that we've launched in the past to do more heavily e-commerce orientated advertising like our dynamic ads products how do i think about getting involved in shops and getting the process going and beginning to then think about okay i optimize my website for checkout and i run a b tests and try and optimize that flow as much as i can but when it comes to something like meta and on-platform checkout like how do i even approach being able to optimize and sort of maximize the sales that i have through this new feature that and capability that we're providing yeah, let me maybe talk about some of the optimizations that we recommend. This is an area where I've been working really closely with the engineering teams to do case studies and A-B tests and come up with like a, a very a specific list of recommendations for sellers to do. Very tactical, very actionable. I think, first of all, the aim is to reduce friction. How do we reduce friction in the user journey? It, it is mainly by building user trust. So. One of the main ingredients to build user trust is to meet the expectations of the user. By You can do that by making sure that a, your products have the latest information and your the, cut, the quality of your catalog is full 
and it's fully optimized. And I'm talking about, for example, products with multiple images. It is very common to see as well that many businesses, small and large, they enable checkout by setting up a shop, uploading a product catalog using a feed that they use for ads. And the feed that they use for ads usually comes with just one image. And obviously users, when they go to the shop and they are like deciding whether to buy or not, they want to see the product from multiple angles. And just having one image is really bad for users. So optimizing your catalog in terms of adding more images, improves conversions, adding things like concise titles and detailed product descriptions with attributes about the product like fabric care and ingredients or materials, depending on the product. All these things improve the user trust in that they are buying the right product and that they can see all the information they need to see before making a purchase decision. Additional things are very easy to optimize are aim for price for parity with your website. If you have a discount, also add that discount into your shop and your checkout. If you offer next day shipping at a specific price, also add those options into your shop. Like you want basically, you want the same as what you currently offer on your website or in any other platform that allows users to check out. You want that to happen also on Instagram and Facebook. One of the most important, probably, optimization strategies that I think we've seen often is, is this thing about integrating at once. Because we see so many, so many platforms, right? Like, as I was saying, Snapchat, TikTok, Pinterest, etc., etc., doing the same thing. And it has a cost. And this is where platforms like Channel Advisor can help. So I would love to actually hear from Link as well. How can sellers benefit from using Channel Advisor and potentially integrate just once? Yeah. And you're right. Back to Jordan's point, part of the challenge is if you're a medium-sized business, right? And you just like you said, you've got your website all optimized and now there's this other thing you got to go do. And here's this other thing you got to go do. That's hard, right? Because it takes resources, it takes time to learn it. And so exactly to your point, Carlos, really sort of the, our philosophy is that, and this has really sort of been since the beginning of Advisor, is that brands and retailers shouldn't have to go sort of do additional work every time one of these new things comes out. Because the reality is, Right, this space, and this is partly, you asked me in the beginning, Jordan, why I've been in e-commerce so long. I think partly the reason I love it is it just continues to evolve, right? And these are the things that are the state of the art today. And five years from now, it's going to be something else and probably 10 other things, right? And so for brands and retailers to stay on the cutting edge, they've got to keep adopting these things and trying them. Some of them will be successful, some of them won't, but you got to keep, you got to keep moving. So our philosophy of the Channel Advisor platform is really that we want brands and retailers to be able to plug in one time to a platform, right? And so Carlos was talking about sort of the rich data quality, right? Of images and product titles and all of that data, right? Store all of that data in one place. And then from there, when sort of the next thing comes along, we can light that up. And we've seen just this massive growth in in new channels. I think if I go back to when I started at Channel Advisor, I think we probably connected to maybe a half dozen different places. And now I think it's like 300 and something, right? I've lost track of the number globally because just to, there's so many new things. There are social platforms doing things. There are retailers that are adding marketplace options to their websites. There's marketplaces. So there's a lot out there. So our philosophy is really that brands and retailers should focus on providing a great service, building great products, 
and then allow sort of us to sort of do the sort of the heavy lifting of connecting into all these other channels, right, as they come up. And so the benefit here is really when something new comes along, that retailer is connected to Channel Advisor, and then it's much easier for them to say, oh yeah, let me go, let me go try out, check out an Instagram, right? Because I've already got this, already got essentially the pipes set up between me and the various channels. I think Channel Advisor also abstract things away from sellers. And I have an example. Last year, I was personally working with one, a very large retailer, a brand who uses Channel Advisor. And we were at the time trying to optimize as well their shops for the purpose of organizing the checkout experience. And yeah, Channel Advisor was like, it made it so much easier to work with this retailer, with this brand. Because we were looking at, for example, how to improve the product information, like adding more images to products and as well as like adding attributes like fabric and care, size charts and all these things. And it just made it so much easier. Some of this information already existed in Channel Advisor, so it was just a matter of exposing it and working with you guys to get this data into our platforms. And some of this information didn't exist, but you were able to obtain it directly from this brand, formed in a way that it was structured that could be plugged in into our platforms. And now the information is right there and it's available. And it was a really good example of how platforms like, like yours can make things so much easier. Like basically all these different optimizations that I mentioned earlier, you guys already know them. So as you like onboard new brands, you already have all this information. Like you already know what's useful, what's needed, and what's going to make a difference. And that's just a huge, huge benefit for everyone. That's awesome that that was your experience, because that's exactly what we strive for, right? Is to try to take the lift that is needed for a brand or retailer to go connect into any new channel. And you sort of alluded to it, but every new channel has slightly different ways of expressing things. They want attributes in a slightly different way, categorization in a slightly different way. And so, you know, really a lot of what we're able to do is to streamline that process, make it much faster. In a lot of cases, we're creating, we can derive the data or just form the data in ways that match sort of what best practice is for that in, in, in channel. And so... That, that's a big part of what we do. And we do try to abstract away, as you mentioned, as much as possible from the merchant. Because the other thing that I think sometimes brands and retailers don't necessarily consider is sometimes they say, well, I've got engineers, I'm going to go build a connection directly to this channel or that channel. And the thing that sometimes people forget about is that every one of these channels is constantly evolving. And so you might connect into the API today, but there's going to be three new rounds of updates to that API over the next 18 months. And probably in two years, they're going to completely sunset that API in favor of something that's newer and better. And you got to rewrite the whole thing. And so a big part of sort of what we do is rather than thousands of brands and retailers having to go sort of rewrite that integration because, you know, Meta or whoever wants to change or add something to the, the connection, right? We can do that one time and just sort of make that possible, we try to make that seamless and really almost even invisible to the brands and retailers on our platform. And so just to go back to something you mentioned earlier, Lincoln, you even mentioned it there as well, is that these trends and these evolutions just continually happen. And the way people even market products over the years has, has continually changed. And even before we have things like on-platform checkout, we're already starting to see shifts in the way people market and interact with businesses, whether it's things like conversational commerce that's heavily on the rise in APAC. So how do you think, and I guess to start with you, Link, how do you think 
a product like or either on-site checkout, on-platform checkout process and flows are going to impact or change the way businesses think about how they market their products in the future? I think there's a couple different aspects to the question. So one is, I think it will change sort of the way as it becomes successful, right? And as consumers adopt it, then it's something that then brands say, well, I've got to be doing that, right? I'm at a competitive disadvantage if I'm not using on-platform checkout relative to my competitors, for instance. And so I think that's sort of the most, sort of the first order effect is that brands and retailers will say, well, this is a better way for me to do things. The second is that I think the checkout process in a lot of ways, right? If you were to go back and build a time machine and go back 15 years and go through an e-commerce checkout and then go compare it to today, for a lot of retail websites, it's really not that different. And I think one of the things that, and we've seen this over the years with things like one-click checkout on Amazon, and to the extent that on-platform checkout is quicker, easier, seamless, I think that would put that puts more pressure on brands and retailers to say, well, hey, what does my website checkout look like? And how do I make my website checkout as fast as this, right? Because I think none of these solutions are going to be the only way that consumers buy, right? Consumers are going to buy through on-platform checkout. They're also still going to go to websites and they're going to check out there. And they're still going to go into stores and they're going to check out there, right? So all of these things, I think sometimes in, in the industry, in the sort of the search for the next big thing, we sometimes are guilty of saying, sort of assuming that this thing will replace everything that came before it. And really with almost every new technology, it's almost it's always additive, right? Mobile didn't mean that nobody ever uses a desktop computer again. It just means that they use that in addition to a desktop computer and how they buy. So I do think that on-platform checkout, to the extent that it is, and it really is, faster, more seamless, that puts pressure on every other form of checkout, right? So I just as my, on my .com, I'm going to be looking at that and saying, well, how do I make that even better, right? And how do I make that even take friction out of that process? And so I think that's sort of one of the other impacts that we'll see from it. Yeah, I also want to add to maybe Jordan's question around how businesses make the most out of checkout when it comes to advertising as well on, on our platforms. I think there is, we've also seen some changes in the industry that where purchases happen on websites in order for us to be able to optimize for more of those purchases. We rely on technologies on browsers like cookies and events. But now this shift into on-site, on-platform checkout means that we have now better, more accurate ways to measure user journeys and transactions, and therefore we're able to optimize better for ads so checkout not just is not just a new sales channel it is also actually a, a better way to optimize for do better personalization and get more conversions out of your or more return on your ad spend and we are launching a product i, I mentioned earlier called shopsats and at shopsats is very similar to a another product called dynamic ads in which we show a list uh, or we show a product that the user is likely to buy. Like, for example, if you are looking to buy shirts or, or a handbag, then we will show that on your feed, a specific handbag that you might like. And instead of sending the user to a website, we would send, we would actually predict whether the user is likely to purchase directly at that moment on site. 
So we've built this engine, this algorithm that is now very, very good at predicting where is the user more likely to transact. Whether we send that to their website or on-site platform, we're able to capture that transaction sooner. I mean, the product is still in, in beta. It's not open to the public yet. We've been testing with a few, a small subset of advertisers, but we've seen some early success and really, really good examples of early success where we've seen a lower cost per acquisition, cost per purchase, and we've seen higher return on ad spend. And even though we are still testing and making improvements to this product, I believe this is where the future is going to. So the future is very much automated. We have a really, really clever algorithm that is able to predict where to send the user. And you can, like a business, you can get more conversions and more sales if you enable checkout and give that option to users. Yeah, I think you're totally right. Because with, you know, with all the changes in privacy and cookies and things like that, with an on-platform checkout, there's very little debate about attribution. <laughs> Right. I mean, if there's one thing that online marketers, the sort of the never ending argument is attribution. Right. And all the changes to cookies and things like that have just made that much more difficult. Right. Trying to understand, did this sale on my website come from this ad or this ad or this ad? And I think you're absolutely right, Carlos, with on platform checkout, there's really none of those questions because it's obvious. Right. It's like, well, the transaction happened on Facebook or on Instagram or wherever. And so it's very clear that that the where the attribution came from. And so for companies that are thinking about taking these first steps onto on-site, on-platform checkout, if you had to give them one piece of advice or like one piece of guidance to start, just to finish today's discussion on today, like what would you want them to take away and what would be the one single thing that will help them on their journey, whether it's being to set up on-platform checkout or even to optimize what they have today? And Carlos, we'll start with you. No, I would just say do it as soon as possible. I mean, it is, it's actually simple. It just takes a few clicks to set up your shop. It is a, a slightly more complicated to set up, to receive orders because you need to add information. Some info, like for example, your company details and things like that, but everything is almost out of the box. And if you work with platforms like Channel Advisor, it's, it's even better. Like it is so much, so much simpler. So my advice is just to get on to checkout as soon as possible. And as we launch these new products like shops, ads, be ready, be ready to onboard to these products. And Link, what about you? Yeah, I would echo that. And also I would recommend to brands and retailers as they're evaluating this is to think beyond this as well in terms of just sort of, and think through sort of what is that roadmap for where they want to sell? What does that look like over the next say 12 to 24 months? And so think not just about this move right here, but then sort of what are the other different places that they want to go? And how do they build a sort of structure around that, right? To Carlos's point, I mean, this is something that you can get set up pretty quickly and easily. And I think like everything in digital advertising and marketing, it's about testing, right? So it's about testing this out, seeing what kind of lift do you see and, you know, iterating quickly, right? Depending on the results, either doubling down or tweaking things. But it's certainly something that I think is here to stay. And I would echo the sentiment that brands and retailers should be looking at this right now. So I want to give a big thank you to you, Link, and to Carlos for joining us and talking us through today about the benefits and the opportunity that exists with doing things like on-platform checkout. 
And that is the end of the show. So I hope you've enjoyed listening to the episode today. There'll be links to any of the things discussed in the show notes at the bottom of the episode. We hope you enjoyed this episode on commerce and optimized on-platform checkout. We'd like to thank today's guests, Carlos and Link, for sharing their experience and insight with us. If you'd like to hear more conversations like this one, check out our episode titled E-Commerce Basics and Omnichannel Strategy for Business. And you'll find several resources provided by Channel Advisor on commerce and digital marketing, as well as any other resources mentioned in today's show notes. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Thank you for listening to the Meta Business Innovation and Technology Podcast.